You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Summer School Electronics. Summer School Electronics is a pedal company from Syracuse, New York, making incredible stuff. There are a few summer school devices knocking around the shred shed, and I can tell you from personal experience, they sound great, they hold up, and Mark is a super cool dude. The first pedal I saw from them was the Science Fair, which is a parallel classic drive and distortion. And now they've released a new parallel concept called the Class Reunion. The Class Reunion takes a 90s muff style circuit and combines it with their Trash Panda, which is like a soft clipping, high gain, amp in a box style circuit. And it is a super, super versatile combination with all kinds of clipping options, parallel blending. It's really, really rad, a really cool idea, and I think you should check it out. So go over to summerschoolelectronics.com. That's summerschoolelectronics.com and check them out today. Hey, what's going on, folks? Got another one for you. This is a very hydrated episode, as you will hear right off the bat in the beginning. Um, If you're not familiar with Robert, Robert is a monster guitar player and best known for his stuff he does over on YouTube, where he's got millions and millions of views and several hundred thousand subscribers, and he just does really, really cool videos, and again, he's a monster player and a great guy, and just... I don't know. We kind of went all over the place. We talked about some memories from our childhood, musical memories from our childhood. And uh, I don't know. This was just a really good conversation. You know, lately the episodes have been a bit, uh, a bit, uh, what's the word? Uh, eventful, maybe. I don't know. They've been a bit different. This is uh, kind of back more to your regular scheduled program of just hanging out and nerding out and just having a good old time. So I won't spoil this any further, but I just wanted to put in a little quick reminder. If you like this show and you've been enjoying the show and you like buying gear, you can always help support the show with your gear buying habits by going over to tonemob.com slash reverb for all of your reverb.com purchasing needs. I know I haven't talked about this in a few weeks, but I thought it was a good time to remind people if yeah, if you're just browsing around on reverb thinking you're going to pick up something, you can just type in the URL tonemob.com slash reverb that's tonemob.com slash reverb you'd be amazed at how many messages i get asking what that link is it's tonemob.com slash reverb type that in it won't cost you anything extra you can do whatever you want are going to do on reverb buy sell trade whatever and a small percentage of that comes back and helps keep this show going so yes thank you for everyone who's been doing that and yeah it's really it's really been a, a good program for us so Keep on keeping on. All right, without further ado, let's talk to Robert Baker. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Tone Mob podcast, the show about guitar tone and the people behind it. I'm your host, Blake Weiland, and with me today, I have Mr. Robert Baker, from YouTube land. What's going on, man? From all the YouTube land. It's going good, man. It's a Saturday morning. I have a coffee cup full of water pretending it's coffee. Life is good. That's funny. I also have a, uh, well, I have a, 
I have a Dairy Queen 1992-93 Trailblazers glass with Jerome Kersey on it, and uh, it is also full of water. So, all we're, all the vibe. Yeah, we're united in our water uh, drinking. <laughs> we will be the most hydrated podcast on the internet. <laughs> Number one in hydration. <laughs> what the listeners are most concerned about but they should be because if, if either of us was severely dehydrated this would be a very strange and probably not very good podcast so think, there's that think think about how bad our tone would be if we weren't hydrated the tone secret number one revealed that's right stay hydrated you see those guys stay up there hydrated. on stage all, all sweaty they're like sweating so much yeah. that's because their tone juice is coming out they gotta they gotta stay hydrated that's how this works gotta replenish it man giving away all the secrets today <laughs> all right but i guess podcast over we, yeah, re- I guess, we revealed it all yeah we figured it out everyone's just gonna be a walking talking mark knopfler and uh we're we're, we're done here <laughs> so no i wanted to have you on today i mean obviously we want to nerd out on on gear and stuff but i also want to know your backstory i read your bio and whatnot but i'd like to i'd like to know the nitty-gritty when did you first start playing and what led you to us talking today Sure. Um, yeah, that that awful bio that I that I had to write about myself, it's like the worst thing in the world. You have to write about yourself. <laughs> I know it's like it's like you have to refer yourself in third person unironically and <laughs> weird like and like. Mm. Yeah, and like say how great I am. I'm like, I'm like, talk about myself over here. I don't want to talk about how great I am. I just want to talk about Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's all but, I want. I just want Eddie. Yeah. Can I just put an Eddie Van Halen bio here and say this has nothing to do with me, but Eddie's the best. So <laughs> go, mean, go check him out. Yeah, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. Yeah. No, I, I started, I guess, kind of like late ish as a guitar player. I was like 13 whenever I started playing. And uh, it was mainly because of my dad. Actually, I was like obsessed with the band Creed. And uh, I still love Mark Tremonti, you know, amazing guitar player. But. I just remember I was like listening to her album and my dad was finally like had enough. He's like big Southern dude. And he's like, boy, let me play some real music. And he takes my Creed CD out. Of course, like sits it down uh, like wrong side up, like scratching (laughs) it to pieces. Uh, I'm sure that was a quote unquote accident. I'm sure that was next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm so sick of this CD. Like I saw him rub it and like kick some dirt on it. But um, (laughs) Frisbee's it through the gravel. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Just out the window going 50. I'm like, for kids these I days. Back? Yeah, for kids these days, compact discs were a thing back in, in the day. And, and, and if they got scratched, you couldn't listen to them. Like, you can't scratch this podcast. Yeah. But, uh, or, or, you know. Yeah. Or, or you would go buy those sketchy, like, CD repair kits that never worked, but, like, in your mind, like, this is clearly going to work. And you're, like, sitting there messing with it, trying to fix the CD. You just uh, brought back a really strange memory of mine, uh, which was I had a bunch of CDs that I had bought in secondhand that I didn't really listen to anymore. Ironically, Creed being one of them. Uh, (laughs) And back in the day when we had like FYEs and stuff, I thought, you know, they take. take, Oh, so good. Such a great store. Uh, They they would take your used CDs and stuff. But I looked at a bunch of them like "Mm, they're lightly scratched, like. Like maybe they, I know they all work, but they're lightly scratched. I wonder if they're going to ding me for that. So I thought, I know I'll put them all. I'll pre buff them with my CD repair kit before I take it there. And then we'll be good. 
you know what happened? They didn't take any of them because I'd used my CD <laughs> repair kit on them. <laughs> <laughs> that they sell. They sell yeah. them to you. It was all a trap. <laughs> it was all a lie. Yeah, Man. Anyway. Sorry to derail. That was just a strange memory no, no, I just no. forgot about till just now. No, you're well, you're funny because this is like, again, sorry to derail again, but you mentioned FYEs and it just like totally flashed me back to like walking into our local FYE and then you'd go like it was like the only place that sold metal like music. Exactly. And, I re- that's where I first yeah. discovered Poison the Well. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah, see, and that's that's where I discovered a band uh, like Firewind. I don't know if you know who Gus G is and uh, I always liked power metal and like Ingve. That was like, oh, yeah. his album covers just looked cool. So. Yeah, I, I miss FYEs. Man, they I do were, too. They were, they were the wonderful. Yeah, so good. I could go on yeah. and on about my FYE memories, but that's probably good enough for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Back to my southern dad destroying my my CD. Um, he And basically, he put in Van Halen 1984, and he was just like, let me show you a real guitar player, which, you know, Mark Tremonti is, in fact, a real guitar player, but he puts in Eddie Van Halen and puts at the Hot for Teacher. I just remember hearing that intro. I'm like, whoa, what is that? And he's like, that's Eddie Van Halen, boy. And uh, and I was like, that's what is that? He's like, that's guitar. And it was just kind of like there. And I quickly found out I'll never be able to play Van Halen right. And um, that was that's pretty much it. And then, you know, then started, you know, depressed that I couldn't play anything. <laughs> well, seemed to work. I, I watched your Little Wing video last night and I was just like, oh, good thing I just bought a synthesizer because I'm no good on guitar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was you very me both. So maybe now, I need a synthesizer. God, I'm no, doing I was, it wrong this I, whole time. I know I was super impressed. I was like, oh, man, he's really got this down. I was like, I'm not ever going to be able to do that. But good job. Oh, Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was talking to my buddy um, Tim about it, and we're both just like, I was like, you know, no matter how much I, I play it, I go, I can't get this like weird swing that Hendrix has in it. It's like the weirdest thing. Like I listen to it, I'm like, oh, I nailed it, and I listen to his, I'm like, nope, not even close. <laughs> just like give up, call this take, take as good as it's gonna get. So. <laughs> just, I, I I totally understand. I totally get it. Yeah. Anyway, but, I'm really good at that. I'm really good at this derailing stuff. C- continue. Sorry. Oh, no, I am, too. So my I'm like, you know, and I'm surrounded by guitars right now. So my mind just like bouncing all over the place, like different guitars. But um, but no, that was that was pretty much it. You know, and I got like a knockoff. uh, They were called it was a Samick something. I can't remember what it was called, but um, it's basically a Strat. And uh, I still have my first amp, which was this encore, you know, sounds like bees in a can amp. And uh, that's pretty much it, you know, but the kind of the thing that worked out really good was I couldn't play any Van Halen because, you know, Eddie's untouchable. But um, the Creed stuff I could play like that first album, I basically learned like the first two Creed albums, like cover to cover, because I could play most of the riffs pretty quickly. So um, Creed like came back into effect to, to cycle back to eventually leading to Van Halen. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So. So you started playing guitar, you learned Creed, and then mm-hmm. massive success on YouTube. There's no in between, right? It's just uh, <laughs> just goes right from there, right? That's how it all works. It, you know what? It was like uh, dial-up internet, YouTube success. It all happened right at the same time. Yeah, of course. So <laughs> no, no, like, like, and I, I don't even know if you would call my channel like you know 
massive success or anything like that. But I'm always surprised that anybody puts up with like more than one video that I post. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, this guy's an idiot and like clicks off. But, but, um, but yeah, you know, it was, uh, I went to school for media. It's funny how it, like stuff really ties in together and you don't even like, I'm not planning on it tying together, but it just did. I went to school for media, which was like video editing and audio production and, um, all that kind of stuff. And then years later, this thing called YouTube came out. And uh, sure enough, you know, it just kind of like I just enjoyed both sides, the editing and the playing side of it. And, and they just like just kept going. So I was like, all right, well, I, I guess I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. So it, it was it a thought like I want to try to make YouTube into a you know part of my job or was it just like, let's just post some videos and see what happens? Like at what point did it kind of you realize like, oh, I've kind of got something here. Yeah, that that's initially was just like strictly for fun. Um, it was I put like there's like I still have like all the original videos up like super, super crappy covers that not any better than what I make nowadays. Same same level of playing. But um, it's it was just fun, you know, and I think a lot of times like nowadays with YouTube, people start it and they're like, oh, you're not making any money. I don't want to do this. And I'm like, well, it's just do it for fun. You know, don't worry about the the making money because YouTube's not going to really pay you much anyways, but just do it because you love it. And I think people who love playing guitar don't necessarily love the video editing and audio side of YouTube. So like I said, you just, you kind of have to like both sides of it. And if you, if you do that, then I think you'll be fine with YouTube. Gotcha. Gotcha. So do you remember what you're like the first video that maybe, maybe kind of took off and you were like, Oh, this is a, you know, this is a thing. Like, it seems like a lot of YouTubers have have not everyone, but have one video that was like, ah, this is this is the way forward. Yeah, um, there was one, I think I, I, I started taking YouTube like seriously in like 2012. And I think it was like. Three or four years ago, I can't remember when exactly, but I, I did a video called Riffs You Should Never Play at Guitar Center and how to play them. And uh and that one, you know, like really, it was like the first video I ever had that got like a million views. And um, the, the funny thing about YouTube is when you have a video like that, can't like get a bunch of attention. YouTube basically like favors your channel for a while. It's like, oh, he's doing really good. So then kind of the trick is you have to like pump out content while that's mm -hmm. happening. So all within the same like years, like all of my biggest videos, it was just because like when I saw that happen, um, you know, you can learn a lot about YouTube analytics through different like YouTube creator channels, but um, it's just kind of like, oh, shoot. OK, so then I just like, you know, kick it into high gear and just make sure you're putting out a lot of content similar to what that is. And um, like I said, it was just like a, a string of videos that seemed to do really well. Gotcha. Gotcha. So does it. Is are you saying is there a like measurable thing with YouTube? It's like, oh, for six months you have the algorithm's favor. <clears throat> we're all we're all in in reverence of the mighty algorithm over here. Uh, like, yeah. is it a is is it something you kind of have to like when you see it happening, you really have to pay attention or you or it slips by and you're kind of done or like, how does that I'm, I'm really not that familiar with it. Yeah, you really have to pay attention to it. Um, I, I, another side of YouTube that a lot of people don't um, I don't think they don't think about is really watching your analytics. 
Um, I'm, I'm actually I'm doing a video um, called Warning to All Future YouTubers. And it's basically going to talk about all the different sides of you know YouTube. Uh, but you can see like if all of a sudden you have like a spike in views that and you didn't upload a video, like it's just like out of the blue. It's like, oh, what's happening? Like if you look, you can see like, oh, all of a sudden YouTube is pushing whatever this video is for whatever reason. Like, you know, we we, we have no clue what the reason is. But mm-hmm. it's kind of like, um, oh, you, this just happened with another video of mine on channel. Like it was a, a video called the song Jimmy Page hated. And okay. uh, I, all I of a sudden, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like all of a sudden, like a week later, like after, like, you know, the video had gotten most of its views, um, it, it peaked again. And I was like, oh, OK, that's cool. So I was like, all right. So then I quickly came out with another Jimmy Page video, which did well. Um, and I just kind of followed that, but it, it's all from really just watching your analytics and figuring out like, oh, this video is doing really good. Okay. Do something similar to it. And YouTube seems to like, be like, oh, oh, well, we'll push this video too, you know? So there's really no time frame that you have. It's just, you kind of have to be willing to basically like drop whatever you're working on and be like, okay, I got to get a video out about this. And then you, you kind of like start working on whatever that next video is. Do you find, <clears throat> excuse me, do you find that like current stuff does well too? Because I know like I do chasing tone, <clears throat> excuse me, got a cold, bit of a cold folks. I'm sorry. Really, I hate doing the podcast like this, but Joe must go on. Uh, I will never forgive you. I know you won't. I mean, I don't want to be sniff, sniffing <laughs> in the listener's ears, but it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, when people are available, you know, you kind of got to just. You know, clear your sinuses as much as you can and soldier on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully it doesn't sound too atrocious. But uh, I do chasing tone tone with with Wampler and we're always like trying to stay like, oh, what's going on in the guitar space? What silly thing did Gibson do this week? You know, we're like trying to like, yeah, stay stay current with that. But um, I don't really know how much it matters for the, you know, for the thing that we do, but I feel like that would be pretty important on YouTube. Trying to stay current with topics. It, is that you find that to be true or no? It is. Um, it's kind of weird. It's it's like there's always such a small frame of doing it because you also don't want to fall into kind of the trap of just like copying the other channels. But there a lot of times there's just there's certain events that happen uh with with YouTube, like like so like the Gibson stuff, for example, like the whole pl- the play authentic thing. Um, so a lot of YouTubers, you know, obviously jumped on that and had a lot of big videos from it. And um, I was like, well, I don't really want to do that necessarily, but I'll I'll release Gibson based videos, you know, and then they all did really good. You know, I wasn't like knocking Gibson. It was just like my usual like Les Paul this, Les Paul that, like every other video that I post. But I was just kind of like, oh, okay, so like this topic is really popular right now. You don't necessarily have to hit directly on the topic, but you can do a roundabout way of like incorporating whatever's happening, you know, into your playing. Like if John Mayer is really popular, maybe John Mayer did something in the news or whatever, just release some John Mayer content. And it doesn't have to be necessarily exactly what's happening, but just kind of relevant to what's going on. Gotcha. Gotcha. How is the YouTube like, excuse me, how is the YouTube's uh, situation? Has it benefited you, you know, off the Internet and other musical endeavors or like have you seen any weird things happen because of it or cool things or 
interesting experiences? Yeah, you know, and, and I'm super, super thankful. It's nothing I've done. It's all like, you know, thankfully, all the amazing subscribers and and all that have led to a lot of great opportunities um, to where, you know, just doing like session work and uh, stuff like that has been fun because, you know, you, I can just do it from home. And um, that's always, always really fun. And just kind of like traveling uh, around to do different guitar shows uh, in different countries, like all kinds of stuff. Like for a couple of years there, I did like a bunch and just kind of like found out. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm really like a travel person. Like I, I, I just I did it and had the kind of experience of it. But I was like, you know, I really like being home, uh, just doing like the YouTube stuff. So it's it's led to a lot of amazing things. And, you know, uh, I don't want to get too bogged down to where I can't, you know, do the YouTube stuff anymore. I don't want to ever kind of like walk away from that. Right, right, right. Is one of the, is any of that a, a like a standout? Was there like, oh, and then I found myself in Jimmy Page's bathroom or something like, is there any uh, <laughs> particularly standout there, there moments? Were, there were a couple. Um, one was like, you know, just kind of like waking up and in, in like Shanghai. And it's, what's really interesting about like the like Shanghai music music shows, it's kind of like our our Nam, but um, it's way bigger than what? Nam. Bigger oh, than yeah, it's huge. oh, yeah. Like oh. it's it is literally. I don't even know how like I would think like it's it's made up of a bunch of buildings. So like the individual buildings are basically like the size of. I would think like, you know, one of the halls or something like that, but there's like, I don't even know how many buildings it's enormous. And wow. uh, there's yeah, there's no noise ordinance over there, so you can literally play as loud as you want. during oh, your like, no. set. Oh, oh, it's no. great. You, you have. Yeah, you have to go outside and take break because like there, there's so much pressure in there from noise. Um, but l- luckily, like w- everyone's really nice. So like all the booths that we're around, because uh, they, you know, they had a really big booth, um, we would kind of like coordinate with like whoever was performing across from us. That way we're not like both amps blazing at each other. And we just be like, oh, you're playing at three. I'm playing at three. I'll start at three fifteen. You know, that's about time you'll be finishing up. Okay, you know, and just kind of work together that way. Gotcha. But, gotcha. Who are you there but, with? Um, uh, I was there with a company called Vola. Okay. okay. So yeah, they're a, a guitar. Yeah, they make uh, a USA and Japanese made guitars. So uh, I've done a bunch of different stuff with them, and uh, like I said, it was just it was just kind of like trippy to be like oh it's like 12 o'clock in the afternoon over here but it's midnight back at home the day before you know living in the future over here that's so crazy to think about so crazy yeah it was weird so like i said you know just just doing that stuff and um yeah it it was just like that was always kind of like wake up and i'm like oh shoot i'm in some like hotel in shanghai (laughs) (laughs) you're like go back go back i'm just an ohio boy like what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where am i so That's so crazy yeah so a lot of those events are like uh, went to germany a couple different times i think one of my favorite definitely like you know completely from youtube moments was uh during the first GitCon, uh getting to meet phil x and hang out and just kind of like you know chat with him he's, he's one of my favorite guitar players so 
to kind of like meet him and become friends and, and all that kind of stuff was, was a really cool like moment for me. That's, that's so cool. Like, yeah, getting to, getting to meet people that you admire is, is probably the funnest part that I'm making that a word. I'm tired of people telling me that's not a word. It's a word. Uh, it's, it's like one of the thing the things that are most fun uh, about like doing the content creation media stuff. I think like I'm all yeah. about people and meeting people. So this is kind of an ideal fit for me. Um, but like yeah. actually getting to physically go places and, and see people that, that you respect as musicians and talk to them. I'm like, that is just my brain can't hardly handle that. I get to do that sometimes. You know, yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, exactly. You know, in one of my, uh, it's funny, like one of the moments that like popped in my head was I just remember it was like breakfast on like one of the days of the, the event. And Phil was like eating breakfast in like the hotel. And I just went down there with my food and I was going to, I was going to sit at a different table. I'm like, I don't want to bother him. And he's like, dude, you're not even going to come sit with me. I'm like, I don't want to like bother you. And he's like, <laughs> don't be weird about it. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I was like, I'm just trying not to bother you. But he's like, dude, come over and sit down. So if you've ever met Phil, he's like the coolest, just chill dude. Well, he's not chill. He's like, I was going to say, wait a minute, constantly. chill. Yeah, I shouldn't say chill. He's he's high energy constantly, but he's like chill as in he's just like, you know, talk to anybody. You yeah. Know? So I, I thought that was really cool. And um, I'm trying to think. And th- this past Winter Nam, uh, I'm like a huge Tim Pierce fan. Mm-hmm. So uh, whenever he he mentioned something that like he watched my video, I'm like, whoa, you watch my videos? Because I'm just such a you know Tim Tim Pierce just fangirl, and uh, we actually shot a video together, but the audio wasn't good, unfortunately. So I I told him I didn't want to post it because I didn't want like the video I did with Tim Pierce to be this like crappy video. But uh, yeah, like all, all that stuff is like crazy to me. You know, they get to to meet those guys. Well, I mean, you know, you you've been around for a, lo- a long time too, and it's like when. I get the opportunity to start emailing with you. I was like, Oh man, I've been watching this guy for a while. Like, like this, I, oh. the, the, you know, doing the, I've been getting, I, we talked on the phone before this, but like, you know, getting to talk to, to some of the YouTubers now that I, it's like, I've been watching these guys for years. You know, I, I've gotten to be, you know, pretty good friends with Andy Martin. And so that was, Oh yeah. You know, sit, sitting, sitting in his house, eating pizza while we're talking about fuzz pedals. I'm just like, this is like, I know you don't think that you're a celebrity, Andy, but <laughs> to pedal nerds, uh, Andy, you are. So uh, I was sitting because ironically, cool. like 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 this right here is partially inspired by his early work, you know, just because like that's what got me into pedals and gear um, was the old pro guitar shop videos and the gear page. Oh, and yeah. All, all that stuff. So it's just not all part of a big culture that I'm so happy to be a part of now but i finally feel like i'm actually kind of a part of it instead of just some weirdo i mean i'm still some weirdo but you know what i mean well you know you totally are part of it and and andy is what an amazing player you know he's i've i've never been lucky enough to meet him but um you know anybody who's anybody knows andy and you know just how how great he is it's it's almost kind of funny because he's so i mean he is chill like he's very he like he's what you would expect. Like he's he's mm-hmm. super chill and super cool and uh 
yeah, you got to meet him. We, we got to we got to fix that. This is you guys should know each other. Um, yeah, Andy's great. You know. Speaking the, of gear. Um, sure. Should we get into gear? I, 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 I've Yo. been doing some very non gear based episodes lately, and I feel like people might not like that. I don't know. It's like uh, they signed on for just, something different. Yeah, I just set my watch to nerd. So let, let's let's get this on. Oh, gear sweet. Time. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about let's talk about like, OK, you're going to go you're going to go play a gig or may, may, no, let's reverse this a little bit. You just want to play something just for you. Just for fun sure. today. What's your rig going to look like? What's my rig going to look like? Uh, if it's here, probably uh, my Les Paul. Sorry, I keep turning away from the mic. I, I'm like the worst habit of that. Um, the Les Paul. And um, what you know what? I, I take that back right now. What I'm feeling right now, I've been all about my strat lately. Okay. So it'd probably be my strat into my Rev Dynamis. Uh, which is like a, a slightly broken up tone that I've just been playing to death. I'm sure my wife loves it, uh, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's like super loud. All do you have to play so loud? Like yes, yes, yes I do. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't realize there was another option. Um, but yeah, that would be like the rig right now. The Strat Dynamis and um, all my all my pedals are gone right now. I don't have any of my pedals here. <laughs> So. What? What? No pedals. That sounds no, like a nightmare. I, I have, What's going on? No, I know. I, I'm having a pedal board built. So I like boxed up, you know, like 40 pedals or whatever. So I'm like looking around like all my pedals are gone. So I don't even have a wah pedal right now. Oh, man. I, can, I, I, I know. Can. So you're having somebody <laughs> do a setup for you right now? Yeah. So uh, people down in Texas, uh, a million uh, audio. I think that's how I pronounce it. But uh, like I'm a total you can ask Brian Wampler how much of a, you know, gear idiot I am. I don't know how (laughs) anything works at all. I'm just like, you turn the switch on and he's like, well, no, plug the guitar in. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So (laughs) it's no, the other way. I'm like that. Yeah. The other way. Huh? Like uh, literally I plug like something into the effects loop backwards every single time. I'm like, I don't have any audio. (laughs) Turn the cables around. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> like I'm the worst. I I feel like uh, I'm pretty good with that stuff and I still do that all the time. So, you know, don't feel too yeah. bad. <laughs> Thank God I'm not alone. Um, no. Yeah, like that simple rig. But like I said, if, if I had my other stuff here, uh, a, a total pedal that I've been like nerding out on is I got one of the H9. Like uh-huh. the, the complete. I can't remember what it's called. Like the, the loaded one, whatever it is. And uh, that pedal is like amazing. I love those things so much. They're so powerful. They the H nine. I don't I don't have one, but I've played them several times, and it, it's like it's like wow. It's it's kind of strange, right? Because the Helix and and a lot of the modeling stuff is getting all the love right now. But the H nine's been around for a while, and I think people forget that that pedal can do almost anything. Like. Not not like yeah. modeling stuff so much, but like it's it can emulate so many different effects pedals that basically it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that was really what I wanted, um, why I wanted it for. And, and you know, I, I know some people are kind of like it's like you're vintage or modern, but I, I really love the 
like blending both together so much. Like I love that the H9 is there's like an app that I use on my phone. So when I'm programming stuff, I'm like, oh, this is great because it's like presets and all this different kind of stuff that can kind of get you in the wheelhouse that you already want. Right. But um, and then I can just tweak on my phone and save it. I'm like, all right, cool. That's done. But that's um, I know I love. Yeah, it, I'm like, this is crazy because I have an XFX, but I'm like, you know, obviously that can't go on a pedal board. Uh, mm-hmm. unless you get like the ax eight, but it's so big. And I'm, I'm like, well, basically to me, that is a pedal board by itself. Oh yeah. And yeah, um, I think and that's I was, the point, right? Yeah, exactly. It is kind of the point. And I was like, you know what? I've never had, I've, I've literally never in my life had a pedal board ever. And, ever? um, ever. I, I, I have that pedal board that Sweetwater sent me for the, um, world's biggest, uh, pedal board. That's literally the first pedal board that's ever been in my house. (laughs) I thought I was bad. Wow. I haven't had a pedal board set up in several years. And uh, I think in 2016, maybe 2017. I can't remember what year. Probably 2017. I was like, I'm going to set up a pedal board this year. And and I didn't. And uh, I still have pedals just all over my studio. Yeah, just like some crazed person. Um, But you know, it's okay. So yeah, I've literally, you're making me feel better. That's what, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, that's what I'm here to do. That that's, that's my agenda. Like anybody who feels bad about themselves, trust me, I'm worse at everything, at everything, Um, at everything. Like, so my, like my live rigs, you know, and and that's probably why I never got into pedal boards. Like I like having pedals. And that's why I I finally am doing a pedal board, but I'm like, I want to be able to, switch pedals out if I want to and, and kind of get into more of the nerdy side of pedals because now it's like an endless an array of options. Oh, yes. But it's wonderful. It, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's like the best time to be a guitar player, in my opinion. But um, like live use, it was literally always just amp. Uh, I had a, a Rocktron Hush pedal for the noise because mm-hmm. I use single coils a lot. And um, that was it. Like uh, usually a clip on tuner. I've 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 never even owned a tuner pedal, like the worst. You're gonna like you're gonna like the tuner pedal. I uh, I I for a long time, like when I first started getting into pedals, was like ah tuner, that's boring. I'll just use my headstock tuner. But yeah, the ability to drummer mute is so nice. <laughs> it's so so nice. Yeah, so you're, you're gonna be very happy. Well, so what I think the reason why I never got into it is um I used an amp called a, a, a back to the rev stuff the rev generator and okay. uh it has it has a mute switch so it's it's kind of an interesting amp because it's all analog but you can program the foot switch so like i had my clean tone breakup to like all the tones were programmed into the pedal that comes with it uh that even though the amp's all analog so i could i could mute and do whatever i wanted just from the pedal itself oh, that cool. comes with the amp yeah so yeah. it's super cool and um, that was kind of it, you know, like every once in a while I, I would have a delay pedal with me. But most of the time, you know, like never reverb because it's like the, like you'd be, you're playing in a bar. I'm like, this is a reverb tank, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like there's so much reverb in here right now, like bouncing off of all the walls. I'm like, I can't imagine more. So, yeah, it was always super, super simple because I'm like, I can barely walk and play guitar like. I don't need to be trying to turn pedals on, but now I want to do that. Yeah, so. you got to tap dance. It's part of the exactly, deal. Exactly, man. 
I've been working on my dancing, so it's it's I got to show it somehow. Pedals are the way. They, <laughs> it's the only way that makes sense as a guitar player, I guess we should say. Exactly. So, so what's this board going to look like? Can you can you list it off the top of your head, or or do you even know? I I do. Um, I, I it's uh it's actually what's funny is so like the again kind of referencing the Sweetwater board, which was a Temple Audio board. So that's the board I went with. They have a cool like a way of. Uh, mounting the pedals to it like you don't have to use velcro um or uh what are those things called like cable ties or whatever they are but you don't have to use any of that stuff um on them but basically what i wanted was a board that i don't even need an amp with if i don't want to use an amp okay so uh, i had to wait until the product came out but uh two notes was coming out with a product it's out now called the cab m and um so basically what I have it is a two notes LeClean, which is their preamp pedal. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the cab M, which is a smaller version of their old cab pedal, which was huge. Uh, that simulates an amp cabinet. And then uh, all the pedals are going into the cab M and the two notes LeClean, which is, like I said, is a clean preamp. So I can literally run into like an interface or the front of house or any of that stuff and not even be plugged into an amp. And it right. sounds phenomenal my buddy did that on one i didn't like come up with this myself a friend of mine did it on his board i'm like that's incredible it sounds great he's like it's so good and you can just bypass the cab sims and look clean if you want to and just use it as a normal pedal board but uh for me i was like you know this is really this is basically like a portable rig now so if if i go to someone's house to do youtube videos any of that stuff i just take this and i have my rig with me and I just plugged right mm-hmm. into an interface, you know? So that, that was kind of it. There's a bunch of pedals. Like I said, like the wall pedal, um, the Digitech freak out, which is the greatest pedal ever created. I need one um, of those. You, oh, you don't have one of those. I don't have one of those. I, I, I need one. I've seen people do such cool things with it. I'm like, Oh, gotta have it. I will never forgive you. No. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! Wow, this got, this <laughs> got dark real quick. Wow, this got dark. I'm. Done I mean, I'll order one. I'll go, let me get my phone out. I'll order one if that's going to take to to save this podcast. Okay, okay. Yeah. That, we're cool. You feel good now. All right, let me just. I, I feel I'll better. Pull, I'll right. pull up Sweetwater here. I'll get one coming. All right, oh, we're good. Thank God. Okay, no, it, it, it it's like um, it's just like the most rewarding pedal. Like it does nothing but make noise. I, it, my wife had the perfect reaction to it. Like I got it and plugged it up and like show like listen to this pedal. She's like that's what that does that's what you paid for <laughs> like isn't it great she's like I, this is what it sounds like in here all the time like when your amp's too loud i'm like yeah it's great she's yeah because like, i don't I have to have my amp too loud yeah this is great i know she's like i can't believe you paid money for that <laughs> i'm like huh no it I does this we'll- and like do it again <laughs> I think most people uh, who listen to this probably know what that is, but maybe not. Maybe can you explain what the freakout is? Yeah, so the freakout basically is, you know, like that that sweet, sweet feedback sound. Uh, kind of if you're familiar with like a Sustaniac pickup mm-hmm. uh, that's in a guitar, it, it does a very similar thing to that. Uh, that's what the, a freakout is. Basically, it just like pumps so much gain or, you know, whatever it's doing into your guitar tone. It makes it feedback. Uh, that, like I said, it's basically like your amps on 10, but you could have it at bedroom volume. Uh, when I got mine, I actually like purposely like played a trick on all my subscribers because they didn't know I had it. So I would like in the intros of my video, I kept pretending like I was tapping notes 
and getting these like crazy harmonics and they're like dude how are you doing this and i like went like a week of like using this crazy pedal like always doing something like dumb different to make it sound like i was doing something cool and then finally i let everyone know i'm like it's a pedal dang it i thought you were doing something cool <laughs> i'm like nope like just nope. because it's in a pedal doesn't mean it's not cool if it sounded cool yeah. then it was cool come on guys get it together it, yeah it, no everyone was pumped so it was it was good but that's basically what it what it is you know it just feedback but what's really cool is you can set it to uh either like you turn it on and it does it you know constantly or um you can fl- flip the switch to where it only works like when you push down on the button and like if you let go of the switch then it like turns it off so it's almost like that, an expression based that was the part that i was excited about it was like being able yeah. to fully control the feedback so you know like you know when you got a crank damp and you turn around and you shove your guitar into it to make it feedback and you're kind of controlling it like this or like that this is an easier yeah. way to control the feedback and so you can let it kind of ring on certain notes and then shut it off it's it's wonderful. yeah yeah it's super and i think if i remember because i haven't had the pedal for a while because uh, it's been gone but uh i think you can control the harmonic kind of like structure of what it is like if it's like a third or a fifth like all it, yeah. it's really cool like uh it, it really is an amazing pedal like if, if you just like playing loud then you will love this pedal oh yes you can be loud at any volume level sort of yeah kind of exactly kind of until your until your wife tells you to turn that down <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay so from the freak out then what's next mm-hmm. freak out see I, I'm, I'm trying to remember uh one of my favorite pe- another one of my favorite pedals was the actually the womper a uh, wampler the womper um the wampler ethereal pedal. ryan womper <laughs> ryan womper i'm a text hey, what's up what's up womper we're just gonna text uh, let's both text him right now and we'll t- say hey womper what's going on he'll be so confused yeah, actually it'll be wonderful that's okay that's, oh you want to actually do that i, I want to okay, actually do this now Okay, we're going to do it on the air, everybody. We're we're both yes. in separate parts of the country texting Brian Wampler right now. Uh, or just hey, Wamper. Hey, Wamper. And do you want to do like a one, two, three? I'm doing a W-A-M-P-R. That's how I'm spelling that. Does that work? Okay, I'll do it like, yep, Wamper. Okay, and I'll, I'll, we'll do it on three, okay? You, yeah. you count it off. Okay, one, two, three. Sent. Yes, he's going to be like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm putting my phone on do not disturb and I'm not responding till I'm done with this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so confused. And he's probably yeah. going to say, hey, we need to record a Chasing Tone episode today, by the way. It's probably yeah. going to tell. <laughs> That's so yeah, but it, it's it's going into the um, ethereal. Like I, said, I, I love the ethereal. Pedal. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember. Like I said, it, it, they've been gone for a while. I sent them off. And like I said, I was waiting. Uh, Dan Electro came out with a pedal called the Breakdown. Oh, and, I haven't seen that. Uh, oh, it's so good. I love it so much. It, it's based off of like a um, the pedal that Jimmy Page used back in the you know, 60s, 70s. Uh, and it's just it has two knobs on it. It has a volume and then a breakup knob. It has six different like uh options basically for breakup but okay. it, and it gets gets you almost to like a it's like a fuzzy not totally a fuzz it's still like distortion but um that's probably my one of my favorite pedals that came out this year 
they released it at Winter Nam. Yeah, you'll have to check it out. It's it's so good. So that was like a pedal I was waiting on for them to release. Uh, I, Steve over there has become a friend of mine, and he, he's a super cool guy. So he he sent me one of the prototypes, basically, so I could go ahead and get it out to put it on the board. But it is, uh, I just love, it's just one of those pedals, you just plug it in and it just sounds great. And, and you don't fiddle with knobs, because there's basically no options. <laughs> it's just like, one, two, three, four, five, six. All right, I like three. Done. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. It's like so, that can be fun. Yeah, see, and that's the, that's the thing. It's kind of like the H9 does so much, but also the break uh, the breakdown can be just as powerful because it doesn't really do anything other than one thing. Yeah, it's a it's just kind of whatever's inspiring at the moment, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'm trying to think what else is on there. Um, uh, I have like a high gain, like a a, a Rev G uh, G4 pedal, and they came out with a G2, which is like a lower gain one which is uh, based off the channels of their amps. So the green channel is my favorite of all the the rev amp channels. So when they came out with that one, I was like, oh, I need that pedal. And um, this sounds really, really good. So that's going to be on there, too. Um, like I said, I'm going brain dead. There's a bunch of other I know it's, it's really hard to... For me, it's really hard to remember. Like, I, I know pedals, and I think about them all the time, but, like... He asked me like to describe a rig from last week. I'd be like, uh, I think I put in a tuner. Yeah, and, uh, I, uh, maybe a fuzz. I think yeah. I don't remember. Basically, at this point, I'm like pulling memory off of like an external hard drive in my brain. <laughs> like You've exceeded all capacity. Yeah, with like a intermittent USB one connection. <laughs> <laughs> it's like down. It's like, hold on. Buffering. Buffering. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and the last two pedals I can remember that's on there. Like I said, there's a bunch of them, but uh, is the Friedman Gold 70, I think it's Gold 72 wall or 71. I think it's the it's the best wall pedal I think I've ever played. I, I actually ended up selling all my other wall. Once I got it, I was like, oh, don't need any of these other ones and like sold all my other wall pedals. Um, it just sounded so, it's like a super fat sounding wall. Like some people like more of the, trebly wah and this is just like mm -hmm. a, it just sounds like you just dumped a gallon of wah on your tone and you're just like all right let's go let's do it let's <laughs> this is this is what's up so insert dad <laughs> wah joke Ooh. just happened oh i love it man we are kindred spirits with the dad joke thank you for man. the dad joke i appreciate oh, that dude. it's 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 gonna happen at some point i love it thank you so much uh, really I needed that to get me through the day. See, see again, we, we could end the podcast right now. Dad joke style walk away. And I, I think this is what people really wanted. Dad I would say joke. drop the mic, but I think this condenser would break. So I'm not going to drop it. But in theory, <laughs> Mine's, we're doing it, 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 it. We did a virtual mic drop. So. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, and then the other one that I can think of is uh, a fuzz pedal. And it, it's, it's my favorite fuzz pedal. Uh, by a, a real small, it's a friend of mine who actually owns a guitar store out in uh, Denver called Flipside Music. And uh, he sent me this fuzz pedal just to try. It's his own one through his store, through this small builder out in Denver, but it's called the Demogorgon. And uh, he showed it to me at a clinic one time. And I was like, dude, this fuzz sounds phenomenal. I was like, I absolutely love it. Because like some people like the really like nasally fuzz. 
And uh, I've never really got like almost like a gated fuzz. And uh, I can't really I don't really like those so much, but I, I like that real like thick sounding almost like doom fuzz. And that's what this basically was. I'm like, that's a great pedal. So that that's one of the fuzz pedals that's going on there. It's a, this is a the <laughs> small world. I mean, uh, we I did a pedal uh, about a year ago with the guys over at Adventure Audio. Uh, well, we've done a couple different versions of it, but uh, it's retired. Mm-hmm. It's since retired, but it was also called the Demogorgon. Uh, oh, was it really? <laughs> yeah, so, that's so funny. Uh, was it a fuzz it, pedal? It was. It's a fuzz trem reverb. It's nuts. Oh well, God. so the first one, the first one was a fuzz. The very first one was mm-hmm. just a fuzz. There's only like 11 of those, I think. Uh, and then V2 and V3, we were going to stop at V2, uh, which is like super, super insane version of it. Uh, and that's yeah. a fuzz trem reverb with switchable orders. And the trem is so aggressive in it. And oh you can set the God. expression control on the depth or the it's it's an insane pedal. Um and then we had so many people we were going to be done after that and had so many people like we need more and we're like okay <laughs> one more. more run of the demogorgon <laughs> so um but so if anybody finds those they're different things so yeah that that's that's crazy those are both uh, both called the same thing both fuzz uh yours is obviously like fuzz on fuzz on steroids with tremolo well, and entirely (laughs) it's entirely christians doing over at adventure like i was like what about this and he's like okay and then he made it awesome so yeah (laughs) that's That's such a a good time have you heard of a company called uh analog alien oh yeah definitely they so uh, one of those pedals that came on uh the sweetwater board when you said the three kind of effects in one it made me think of this pedal uh, it's a huge pedal. It's called the, I think, Rumble Drive. I'm I'm looking at it, but it's just out of my eyesight. Rumble Seat? It's, 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 Rumble Seat. That's what it is. Yep. I remember that thing. It's 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 an amazing pedal. I was like, this is great. It has the distortion, delay, and reverb mm-hmm. uh, all built in it. I'm like, this is great. I just ran it all into the effects loop of the amp. And I was like, this sounds perfect. I was like, I, this, <laughs> this could be like a live rig for me. <laughs> it's just... Just to have this into a clean amp. That's awesome. Yeah, so I thought that one was pretty cool. But oh, but sorry, we got talking about Demogorgons, and it's is that is that all you can recall on your uh your um, your pedal board there? I think so. I think yes, that's all I can remember right now. There's definitely more, but I can't remember. I got a few pedals that I wish I that I got later that I wish I would have sent. Um, have you tried in the El- the Lawrence Petros pedals? I've seen them around, uh, but I haven't gotten a chance to like put, put my fingers on them yet or my feet if, or whatever you're supposed to put you, on them. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever you put on a pedal. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah. His, they sound so good. You know, the, he has, it's called a 68 drive. And um, that one, I wish I would have had, sooner to send away to put on the pedal board as well but but you know what i guess now i have an excuse to make a second pedal board yeah yeah i've been thinking about when i do it when i finally do it i think i might need two boards i think i might need like a dirt board and then like (laughs) the the weird the weird board i feel like that's what i need to do yes the dirt board the the dirty board the dirty board and then like the chase bliss 
you know, uh, hologram <laughs> electronics, you know, crazy, you know, Maris board, you know, like just yeah. the, all, all the bleep bloopers on the other side, because I love those things. <laughs> just three boards controlling all of it. Your stage is just a giant pedal board. I mean, I'm not going to lie. This I picked up this yesterday, this Yamaha uh, Reface CP, CP, which is like a mini uh, like it's like a mini synth that has a bunch of different classic pianos in it. And oh, yeah, I, I was. Li- yeah, like uh, I, I'm I'll be honest. I only bought it for the roads. Um, like I'm <laughs> I really, really want a like a real roads. And I, I had major, major gear acquisition syndrome yesterday. And I knew oh, I couldn't man. go buy any of the locally listed roads because I didn't have the money. But this little thing happened to be listed on Craigslist, and it sounds incredible. Uh, nice. I, I'm like really surprised. I bought it for a couple hundred bucks, and it sounds really, really good. Um, but I'm envisioning now like three pedal boards and like the synth up where I can reach it <laughs> with some more pedals and like I like one man band weird like weird rig i'm like oh you're getting ahead of yourself now you don't even have (laughs) you don't even have a mini pedal board yet what are you doing (laughs) you've designed yeah you're like i need to i need an extra foot how do i get (laughs) an extra foot i need i need one more foot i need what i need to be able to control expression with my mind how can i do (laughs) that where's the telekinesis pedal yeah why is this not a thing yet Get Seriously. me Brian on the phone. <laughs> Brian, get me some telekinesis powers. Stat. I demand them. <laughs> the market demands telekinesis. Yeah. Why, why text is this, him, let's so... text him that now. See if that makes that'll yeah, happen. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just be like, all right, what are these guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he that that is what he's gonna ask us both later. Like Oh yeah, for sure. Well, we're getting close to uh the end of the episode here. And, uh, you know, this it's went it's went all over the place in the best way. But I do have a couple questions I want to get in before we before we got to close this thing out. Yeah, of course. The first, the first one is this is a, a classic question now at this point. But uh, everyone everyone uh, has a different take on it. What is your favorite boss pedal? Oh, favorite boss pedal. Hmm. Well, I mean, like, like newer stuff, like the Wazacraft stuff, what, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever your favorite boss. I think we did. We did get confused on one episode, but I think we're going to limit it to the the compact pedals. So like none okay. of the multi effects. I mean, you know, unless there's a specific unique thing about a specific unit, but like, let's stick with the compact pedals. Yeah, um, you know, probably just like. Just like it's funny, but like the like super overdrive or something like that, just like a simple. Like nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, the the metal zone. Yeah, which, which it was funny, but it's like but it can sound good. I, I just I just don't know if it sounds good on its own. Like it has to be like paired with something else to to make up for the, the frequencies that, it, you know, for me, it's lacking, but it's like, I don't know. Like, I, I finally, I've, I never, I've never owned a metal zone, but I've, uh, I've played them. And I was like, you know, if you pair it with like this other, other thing, I go, it makes a really interesting, like lead sound or, you know, whatever you're trying to do with it. And I think the new ones, uh, 
I haven't played one of the new ones yet, but a lot of people said that they they sound pretty good. I like the Metal Zone. I used to make fun of it a little bit more when I didn't understand it as well. Uh, now it's kind of funny because it's like is sort of a joke. But at the same time that I think the the problem, quote unquote, with it is that EQ section throws people off because it's so powerful. It's yeah, it's so powerful and flexible that it's it's easy to dial in bad sounds. Um, yeah, it's 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 just because it's got so much range. And and so I think, you know, you got to spend some time with that. And once you really settle in, well, for instance, let me just say this. I know people who have taken that EQ section and put it into other pedals and people are like, oh, this EQ section is genius. And it's like, well, it's yeah. the same one in the, that's in the metal zone. So, metal you know, <laughs> and well, yeah. And I, I think it's like once you get like an EQ section like that, you have to like truly understand what it, what the tone is that you're going after. Because like you said, it's so powerful. It's not like a pedal you just turn on and it sounds great. No, it's you, you have to work for it and figure out like, oh, OK, well, with all this distortion, I got to roll the bass back. And, I, you know, all these little things you have to like tweak and then you kind of get it into that range. But yeah, I think it, it kind of like became more of a meme. Yeah, but sure. a, a lot of it is I, I think it's uh, especially nowadays with like all, all pedals sound so good. It's kind of weird to get a pedal like you plug it in and there's not that instant gratification like, oh, this already sounds good. Like you plug it in. And you're like, this sounds like garbage. And then you like dial it in. And you're like, oh, OK, it's cool. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like a um, a tricky pedal to dial in. But, you know, like I said, if you spend some time with it, uh, a lot of times I think a lot of people because there's so much distortion to it tend to run it on like a. A t- like a like a fender clean amp like no breakup mm-hmm. and i'm like uh, to me i i want the i want to get an amp that's already broken up pretty good because that's going to fill that pedal out way more uh with with all that distortion that it has so i'm like i don't know i don't i don't think that that pedal works the best on a totally clean amp but there's probably like some some pedal you know aficionado listening to me like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs> so <laughs> so who knows but I mean, yeah. it's 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 I'm starting to find that, like, I'm I'm able to coax some ridiculously good sounds out of gear like that. That is sort of kind mm-hmm. of I mean, you know, for for lack of a better term, it's sort of old news. Um, But I just plugged like a baritone into a, a bone stock newer DS one the other day and got it kind of mm-hmm. sitting just where it needed to. Wow. Like. It sounded huge. I I put the clip up on Instagram and a couple other places. And I was like, guess what this pedal is? And people did not know. I'm like, that's a not stock know. DS1. Nope, it's bone that's stock crazy. DS1. But, yeah, sounded uh, great. Yeah, I remember my uh, my wife plays guitar too. So like when we were younger, that, that was like the one pedal she had. And I remember playing it. And I'm just like, this is like the worst sounding pedal ever. And then like I said, like later found out like, oh, whenever you like, you know, if it's like a tuned down guitar or something like that, I was like, oh, it's just like, you know, at the time I didn't understand dialing stuff in. I barely understand mm-hmm. now, but uh, I was like, oh, y- you just have to kind of like. You know, pedal like pedals don't necessarily work with every guitar and every amp and everything like that. Right. You know, just as is you have to kind of set it to the situation. Well, there's I mean, there's even certain companies like uh I don't have a ton of their pedals, but I have one from Black Arts Toneworks 
and you know they're they're known as like a heavy you know heavy heavy fuzz and distortion company and yeah i got i've got this one pedal and i remember thinking it sounded so good at the show when i bought it and i got it home and i'm like oh man what happened i thought this thing sounded so huge then i remembered that almost all the guitars he had there were were down tuned and i plugged a baritone in it and i was like oh oh that's where okay this is this is what that pedal is for makes sense now right yeah, exactly. And, you know, like and some amps are just not good pedal amps. Um, I did that. I'm not going to say the brand because I'm not trying to like bash any brand. But I just remember I uh, was going to do a video and I was like, oh, I haven't used this amp in a while. And like plugged into it. And I'm like, oh, whoa, it was like really weird. Like the pedal sounded great and all these other amps. And then all of a sudden plugged into this one, it like added all the, this like high end. I'm like, where is this high end coming from? Like, what is happening? <laughs> but I was like, who are you? But right. um, yeah, what <laughs> are you doing? You yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like funny how, like you said, it's, it's so all over the map. Like you, you never know. Like, like you said, you know, fenders are obviously pretty flat. Like, you know, most pedals are going to sound great through it. Um, which is why I like my rev so much. Like I haven't found a pedal that doesn't sound good through it, but it, it's like sometimes you you like have this sound and you like plug it in. You're like, oh, this is going to be great. And you're like, wow, this is awful. So you just have to like, fight, you know, fight and dial it in sometimes. Mm hmm. I know. I know that feeling for sure. Yeah. All right, man. We've made it to the final question. And this is uh this is the big one as as people are accustomed to now. What kind of pizza right. do you like? Oh, Pete, you know what? There's a, um, I wouldn't call them local, but there's a place called Giannino's Pizza. And they have the most amazing mac and cheese pizza. That's that's my mac jam. Mac and cheese pizza? Mac and cheese. Yeah, it's, it's so good. And it has like a, it's not like red pizza sauce. It's like a white, like Alfredo-y sauce or whatever they put on it. It's something like mm-hmm. their house blend. And uh, it's so good. It's like my favorite favorite pizza but you can only eat like two pieces of it. it's like the most dense pizza so like how much mac and cheese is on this thing it, you'd be a lot it, you know what's what's funny is uh, I, I my me and my wife laugh because whenever we first um you know got married on that stuff like lived in a super tiny house like this is like what i lived on it would be like a, a tony's pizza because they were like a dollar and then i would mm-hmm. make mac and cheese and put like the actual mac and cheese on the pizza um but and I'm like, this is great. This is way better than we ever had. And it's like, this, <laughs> it, it, it's it's just like mac and cheese with more cheese. I'm like, they added the one ingredient they needed to add more cheese, more so, cheese, more cheese. Yeah. So it's uh, it's funny. I, I, it's full circle, you know. So you're going you full. Lavish. You're going. You're, <laughs> that's true. Everything's cyclical, isn't it? Yeah. Same same taste buds as when I was 18. <laughs> mac and cheese pizza man i know what i right. need is mac and cheese pizza i know right they're like no one will order this and i'm like it's like the most phone. american thing ever just like <laughs> i don't know we can put some more carbs and cheese on it and it'd probably be great <laughs> so this thing that's made out of carbs and cheese we'll put more carbs and cheese on it it's you gonna be what? wonderful you know what it needs more carbs and cheese and then they're like you know what you know we're gonna put cheese in the crust <laughs> put, more, put more mac get and cheese, cheese in the crust. Yeah, get yeah. it in there. 
get in there. We got to give oh, these man. people heart disease. That's what we have to do. Yes. I think one of the most funniest, just like such American <laughs> food thing was KFC. I can't remember what it was called, but they they replaced the, the bun. Double down. On the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> the double yeah, down. The, I think it's called the double down. Yeah. I, oh I never had one, but I felt like it was my, I feel like it was probably my civic duty as an American to try it, even though I didn't really want to. It was weird. I, it, it wasn't good. I, I, I got one again, just like I felt it was my duty. And it was, I'm like, this is like everything I don't want. But now they have a new one that is, chicken and instead they replaced the buns with glazed donuts so oh i did <laughs> i'm not going there that's just not i can't know. i can't no. you've gone too far kfc yeah you, well you, first of all kfc's chicken is i mean they need to get it together popeyes is spanking them <laughs> like hard yeah. in the chicken department it's so much better at popeyes oh it's man ridiculous it's yeah uh, it's, so get, it's all get the basics get the basics done first you know, I know the colonel yeah. was sitting up on his high horse for a long time as the only player in town, but there's some new get kids in town going to take your throne, KFC. You better hurry up. And yeah. Get it together. Yeah. KFC isn't something I actively go to, but when they come out with the double down, I'm like, all right, you got me. All right. I got it. I got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Good times. Yeah. Did not expect See? to go there on this podcast, you know but I'm glad we did. Pedals, guitars, KFC all we need <laughs> well do you have anything else you want to leave the folks with where to find you any important messages for the listeners or uh any anybody you'd like to uh publicly shame <laughs> well there's this guy named brian wampler oh <laughs> uh, i don't want <laughs> this is, the podcast is just about ryan um no you know you can find me just pretty much um youtube uh I don't really do much on I, I, YouTube and Instagram are pretty much the only two that I really do uh, anything on. And it's just my name, Robert Baker, super creative with my titles. And um, that's pretty much it. You know, just just play guitar and, and play loud. You know, there you that's go. The, that's it, there. You can't replace the feeling of playing loud no matter what we it's do. True. You just get the, the air moving. That That's that's the real key. So. So Robert tell, Baker, tell your, see, play loud, <laughs> play loud, get the air moving. Robert Baker, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to be on your tombstone. Get the air moving, get the air moving, <laughs> turn on a fan. <laughs> yeah, people get a thousand years will be very confused. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was really sweaty. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just a sweaty guy. <laughs> he wants the air to move. Yeah. <laughs> Our, all right, man. This was a lot of fun. Thanks so much for uh, for hanging out and uh, and yeah, we should probably do it again sometime. This was wonderful. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate that. Of course, of course. All right, everybody. For Robert, this is Blake, and as always, folks, good luck and good tones. All right, we did it. What a fun episode! Uh, make sure you go over to YouTube and subscribe to his channel. You will be you know, fed all kinds of sonic delights over there. It's a really fun channel, obviously good guy and all that wonderful stuff. Make sure you check out everything that Robert is up to. And I think I'm going to do a little experiment on this, this section right here, uh, mostly because I'm not sure if I'm going to continue to record outros or not, because I don't know how many of you are even listening to them after the uh, little end, the good luck and good tone and the z and then I don't know how many of you actually care about these outros, and if I can save myself 
two or three minutes uh, of editing time, I'm going to do it. So here's a little experiment. This is what we're going to do. The first three people that send an email to info at tonemob.com with their address and city and all that stuff, I'm going to send a pizza to you. That's right. So the first three people to email me with their address, uh, we're going to keep this U.S. based because I don't, I, you know, going out of town or excuse me, out of country for this might be a little bit, a little bit weird. So apologies to international listeners, but for U.S. people, the first three people to email info at tonemob.com after this, inf- uh, after this episode drops, rather, I'm going to send you a pizza. So email me your address. And if I don't get any, uh, if I don't get any emails or very few emails, I'm probably going to stop doing these or at least reduce them because they do take a little bit of time. And if no one's hearing them, then what's the point, right? So yes, email me info at tonemob.com. First three people are getting pizzas. All right. I think that's a, that's a good enough experiment for now. Talk to you next week. Bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to tonemob.com stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things. And by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is tonemob.com stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstory as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunStreetWiringShop.com and check them out.